Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Who's making the most money in Hollywood these days? If you had to guess, who do you think it would be? Is it like famous directors and producers or are we talking actors? This is like what they would get to star in a movie. Okay. All right. Sorry, my headphones were messed up. I had to fix them. So we'll just do the top five here. So Jason Statham, he's coming in for the movie Hobbs and Shaw, which I think he's co-starring in with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That can't be right because he was just asking a lady for money the other day. <laughs> well, he's getting $13 million per movie these days. Oh, well, for that wow. particular movie. That's next, pretty good. Yeah. Next in line is Will Smith, Bad Boys for Life, which is the remake of like Bad Boys 1 and 2. I think this is like the fourth or fifth one. Just kidding. I know it's like the third. But he's getting $17 million for that. Robert Downey Jr., The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle, $20 million. Peter Dinklage on there? He is not on the list that I have. Okay. But number three, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's doing Fast and Furious present, uh, presents Hobbs and Shaw, and that's $20 million because he's co-starring with Jason. So it's weird that Dwayne is getting 20 for that film and Jason is only getting 13. But I think because he's been a part of it kind of since the beginning, maybe that's why he's getting more. Not really sure. But the number one person is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. What's he got going on? He has a new movie coming out. There's no release date on it yet. It's called Six Underground, and he's getting $27 million for that. Wow. That's pretty yeah. good. It's weird, though, because when I think about movie stars, I feel like all of them are getting like $20 million per film. But even like Top, uh, Tom Cruise, who's coming back with Top Gun Maverick, he's only getting 12 to $14 million for that movie. Well, there was a time in the 90s when actors like Julia Roberts, Will Smith, Tom Hanks, and Jim Carrey would command that kind of movie. I remember when it was such a big deal that Julia Roberts was bringing in that kind of money just as a female actor, but... Uh, they're just not making that kind of money these days. Studios are retaining more, and there are more back-end deals, too, where they don't get as much up front, but they get more in box office receipts. They're more performance-based contracts. Yeah, and plus, like, if you are a superhero or you get all that merchandising and all that other noise, too, right? Right. So, in other e-news this morning, let's talk about movies and what people pay to go see them. Avengers Endgame has already made over $1.2 billion at the box office. And at that pace, uh, you would think that it would become the highest grossing movie of all time. You know, whenever we talk about these blockbusters, we always like to say, we always like to say, oh, it's the biggest of all time. We love the hype. But when you adjust for inflation, it's a whole different story. 
In fact, in the case of Avengers Endgame, if you adjust for inflation, Avengers Endgame actually has very little chance of taking that title because the all-time champ is a little film from 1939 called Gone with the Wind. Really? That's made the most money in the whole world? When you adjust for inflation, it's actually the most successful movie ever. We often equate money, box office receipts with success. And in the moment, it is for the studio. But when you take the long view and you look at how many people actually paid to go see it, it changes things when you adjust for inflation. You just watched that recently, didn't you? I did for the first time. I'd never seen it before. And you didn't really like it, did you? No, I mean, it wasn't that I liked it or didn't like it. It was just good to see a piece of history and to follow along and just see how much the world has changed, not just from the time that Gone with the Wind depicted, but from the time since they made that movie and the attitudes and the cinematography and the technique they used to tell a story. Gone with the Wind would have been the most successful movie ever if you adjusted for inflation with $7.4 billion worldwide and $3.5 billion in just the U.S. alone. Wow. So the chances of Endgame achieving that over time, getting to either of those totals, are slim to none. However, it is projected to eventually hit $3 billion worldwide. That would break an all-time record not adjusted for inflation. But again... You know, ticket prices are constantly going up, and that's why movies keep topping each other in these box office totals. For the moment, Avatar currently sits at number one with $2.8 billion. Wow. First, what happened with Game of Thrones over the weekend? So there was a big complaint on Sunday night that Game of Thrones was too dark. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, it must have been really gory. Like the story was very dark. Because Jen was always saying that there's a ton of like killing. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thing and like crazy stuff going on, but they mean actually too dark. Like people could not see what was going on on the television. Like changing their settings on the TV for brightness. Yeah. And evidently the cinematographer is saying that he knows it wasn't too dark because he's the one that shot it. Are you sure? Yes. He said, is he sure he didn't (laughs) screw something up? Of course he's blaming HBO. He's saying, well, maybe it's their compression is what made it too dark. You didn't have some weird filter going on with the camera. A lot of people are complaining that watched on like a smartphone or like an iPad through a streaming service, or maybe they had the lights on in the room. He's saying that you should really get into the moment, turn the lights down and watch it on a television. That should be how you watch the Game of Thrones episodes. I just think if you're really a Game of Thrones fan, why would you watch it on anything but a television with the room a little dark, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get the full experience as opposed to watching it on your phone or a little iPad? I don't know. Maybe, how do you enjoy it that way? Maybe that's people don't have a smart TV yet, and that's the only way they can stream it is on an iPad or a phone. I'm not sure.
I don't watch the show, but I did put this up on Facebook when I was like, how's everybody doing after the big killing on Sunday night? And the Facebook complaints were all about how dark it was like watching it. People were taking screenshots and you can kind of see the legs of the few characters, but you couldn't see anything else. No, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that I love about my place is that there is a lot of natural light. I have an end unit, so I have a lot more windows, and it's just great because I love natural light. But Mm -hmm. if you're trying to watch TV, especially if your screen has that glossy texture to it where things tend to reflect back at you, during the day, it's hard to watch anything. But uh, at night, it's great because, yeah, it looks really good. Uh, By the way, Empire, Fox officially renewed Empire for a sixth season, but it doesn't sound like Jussie Smollett will be back. Uh, Here's what's interesting. Listen to what the network executive said. I'm quoting here. By mutual agreement, the studio has negotiated an extension to Jussie's option for season six. However, at this time, there are no plans for the character of Jamal to return to Empire. So they're basically, you know, he's getting paid. They're holding on to him. He's just not actually in the show. It's like he's on retainer, right? Yeah, pretty much. So he, I, I don't think that he can do anything else right now as long as it doesn't interfere with the potential of him and his shooting schedule or lack thereof on Empire. You know, they can hold on to him and say, look, we're blocking out this period of time because this is the time that we shoot. So during this time, he can't do anything else, but... They can also just kind of let him sit on the beach. Jussie's people are holding out hope, though. They say, we've been told that Jussie will not be on Empire in the beginning of the season, but he does appreciate that they've extended his contract to keep Jamal's future open. So I think they want to just kind of wait and see what the investigation, you know, there's more. They want to see how this lawsuit pans out with the city of Chicago suing him for all of that lost time when it turned out to be a false story. Mm-hmm. And... uh but every everyone else on the set seems to have his back, though, right? The cast has his back. The cast is supportive of him, and they wanted him back. So he can come hang out. Yeah. He can, he can enjoy some little sandwiches exactly. on set over at the food station. The craft services right over here, Mr. Smollett. <laughs> and then still get his paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. What a great gig. It's not a bad deal. He's got a good agent. No. I'll give him that. Yep. Anything else, guys, on the E-News front? I don't think so. Billboard Music Awards on tonight, if you're a fan of Kelly Clarkson, she's hosting. Taylor Swift is performing. Madonna's supposed to have CV, CV, what do you call it? CGI. CGI. CGI and holograms. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.